0: Welcome on in to the Declaration Podcast. My name is Ty Declare. Thank you so, so much for tuning in today. Woo! Yeah. Hope you're having a great start to your week. Thanks for tuning in. First, I'd like to thank Patreon. Over in the squad, we have Liam Nolan at Liam Nolan, and Boyan Ansonov at Boyan V. Antonoff thank you all so much. Over in the angels, we have Chris Pierce at ChrisPierce103. Go do yourself a favor. Go do the world a favor. Go pick up some litter. Sort your recycling. Do what you can. also like to thank Mason Tim at MT underscore the underscore RM T, go get your body right, go get a massage from Mason, best damn massage therapist in Ottawa, let's go. i also like to thank Matt Naif, at Matt Naif, the man, the myth, the legend. If you want to support the show, head on over to patreon.com slash the declaration online. We'd love to have you over there. And For the mental health check this week, it's really been a week of awareness and just increasing understanding you know i'm uh, recording this on monday april 12th and you know coming off a fresh set of the sunday uh scaries the old depressos if you haven't listened to last week's episode go on back and listen to it real good stuff real good stuff i will say but just something that's been on my mind is just <laughs> how important our perspective is and how life is what we make it you know I, th- I think the attitude and the perspective that we carry into our days drastically affects the type of days that we have, our outlook on life, and you know just how we respond to a situation and I think it's really easy, especially in times like this, to feel despair, feel hopeless, not be able to see the opportunity in things, but through those tough times is when we can find that that direction that piece of ourselves, that we've been looking for, whatever the cheesy line is, that's what tough opportunities can give us. It's just that, an opportunity for growth, for change, for the better. This week on the show, I talk with Michael Arterberry, master encourager and dynamic motivational speaker. Now, if that's not a cool title, I don't know what is. But Michael and I went through, you know, just some of his past and how that relates to his future. Maybe to go over shake the dirt, and you know, it's it's what you've been it's what you use to propel yourself to the greatest version of yourself. So again, looking at the past, looking at the the strengths, the the tools that we learn through the tough times, and how that helps us move forward. For more than twenty five years, Michael has been helping teens and adults use what they've gone through as a catalyst for success rather than an obstacle for failure i feel like that just ties in perfectly with the season that i'm in i I, just from listening back to the first like minute of this podcast i already had a huge smile on my face and i think this uh episode really resonated with a lot of people so without any further ado let's get to it like share subscribe all that good stuff uh if you want to rate the show again all appreciated what have you all i care is that you have a great day know you're loved Know that uh, we have so much more strength than we give ourselves credit for. And let's go out this week and just be our best selves. Let's get 1% better. Let's do it up. So please welcome our guest today, Michael Arterberry! Big old treat today. We are joined by Michael Arterbury. Michael, how are you doing today?
1: I'm good, Tom. Good. You know, uh, just stroking, get, getting it, getting it done. I'm, I'm vaccinated, so you know, I'm. I'm uh, <laughs> Let's go. Yeah, boy. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So. I'm vaccinated, and so you know, I feel like I got a new. A new life. You got, <laughs> got the yeah. big slab.
0: Who Who's better than you now?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, right. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, uh, there's a new energy. I always got good energy. But, you know, with the uh, with the vaccination, I, you know, I just feel like, um, you know, what I do, I go out and I speak in public. There's been a few schools that have wanted me. And, and I backed off a little bit in person because of, you know. What was going on, but now it's like green light, green light bro mm-hmm.
0: a step yeah. a step back towards uh quote unquote normalcy
1: yeah, yeah yeah, yeah, right we got on. a while for that, but yeah hey i
0: <laughs> will I'll take a single step at this point,
1: <laughs> yes sir, yes, sir,
0: <laughs> perfect, well, uh, michael, i gotta say, master encourager and dynamic motivational speaker is one heck of a title, uh, just why don't you introduce yourself to the people? And just let them know, you know, who you are and what you do.
1: Yeah, yeah. Sounds good, Todd. So check this out. What I want to do with your audience to introduce myself is to tell a story. All right. And this story is going to set the table to talk about how I can say I'm the master encourager um, and how it is involved in what I do. So um, sit back, relax, and enjoy. It's about a farmer and a donkey. right. And this donkey is one of his favorite farm animals, because once he finishes working on the farm with the donkey, he brings the donkey back to the house and he allows his kids to play with the donkey. So, you know, when they see him coming up the driveway, they come running out the house, they wash him, they ride him. You know what I'm saying? And it's like a normal ritual that they do in the evening. So one night he brings the donkey home. They do their thing. But when they go in to eat, when he releases the donkey out into the fields during the night, the donkey wandered and fell into an empty water well tie. So when the farmer came out the next morning, he's whistling and calling his name, and he's not coming. So he's going around the farm, he's looking for him, and finally he heard him making a noise at the bottom of the well. So he walks over to the well, looks down. Of course, he wants to get him out, so he goes to get six of his buddies. Brings him over to the well and he's like, Yo, how are we gonna get him out? So one of his buddies suggested that they get some rope and try to pull him out. Farmers was like, Good idea. So they all got some rope and they start lassoing the donkey. They throw the rope, they miss. They throw the rope, they miss. They throw the rope, they miss. They finally throw it by his hind legs. He steps into the rope. They shimmy it up his body and they start to pull. They pull, the donkey moves. They pull the donkey moves, they pull the donkey moves, and all of a sudden, Ty, boom, he stopped moving. He was too heavy, they couldn't pull him any further. So they lowered him back to the bottom of the well, and the farmer had to now make a grim decision. Now, see, the farmer couldn't feed him food at the bottom of the well because, you know, that doesn't make any sense. The farmer really didn't want to starve him because like I said, he's more like a pet. So he he wasn't too particular with just trying to starve him. One of his hot headed friends was like, hey, just shoot him. He's like, nah, that's too violent. So one of his more reasonable friends came up behind him and whispered in his ear and said, hey, listen, you don't want your kids to fall into the well. So what we're going to do is we're going to cover him with dirt. You're going to sacrifice your donkey But your kids would be okay. Farmer says, you know what? I can deal with that. So Ty, they all got shovels. And they start shoveling the dirt. And every time the dirt would hit that donkey, the donkey would scream. Every time that donkey would scream, it would cause the farmer some distress. So you got dirt, scream, dirt, scream, dirt, scream. And all of a sudden, Ty, the scream stopped. When the scream stopped, they gave the donkey more of the silence. But they went back to work. More dirt. More dirt. More dirt. Ty, the next thing you know, you see his right ear. They start shoveling cartoon style. The next thing you know, you see half his body. They shovel faster. The next thing you know, Ty, that donkey walks right out of the well that he fell into, brother. Now, check this out. Every time that dirt came across the wall, it would fall on a donkey's back. He would shake it off, and he would step on it. And he took every scoop of dirt that was meant to kill him, Ty to save his life. So to start this off, let me tell you a little bit of my dirt. Mm-hmm. I grew up in a in a home with a raging alcoholic father. Now, raging, I'm talking about with a capital R. Mm-hmm. Now, the reason I have to tell you that is because even if I got caught up in the, the peacefulness of my day, he died when I was 16, matter of fact. So he raised from the time I was born to 16. But any time that I had peace in my day, something would come and tap me on my shoulder and be like, hey brother, don't you get too excited because you know what you gotta go home to. On top of the raging alcoholic father type, I grew up in poverty. Both parents are out there grinding. My mother was a housekeeper raised, four kids with a housekeeping salary, but my father's money went to the drinking. So this woman had no support, even though there was two adults in the house that was working. Last but not least, I grew up in dysfunction. Now, check this out, Ty. You're talking about dysfunction. My parents would have these blowout arguments till like four o'clock in the morning. It's not like my mother would get me up in the morning and debrief it. Dude, she would put my clothes on, bro. Put my clothes on and send me to school. You know what I'm saying? And, And this happened right up until it died, man. You know what I'm saying? But check this out. The silver lining to the story is this time. I take all of that. Just like the donkey, I was able to shake it. And it's given me this resilience that I made it, that that I'm not only attracted to people that have a similar story, but if I see you struggling, I have this desire to help you get up on your feet. So you can have the peace in your life that I have on a daily basis. Bro.
0: Mm. Yeah. Not only trying to be the boat that raises all tides, but trying to teach others how to raise that tide for themselves.
1: Yeah. 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 You have to let them do it on their, on their own because if you don't, you know, you don't want to, you know, I was a personal trainer and part of the strategy was to string a person out. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? I never wanted to teach you too much because I wanted you to always be able to come back and I had to make my money. But as far as encouraging, bro, I want to be able to get you to a point where you can stand on your feet and you'll be able to go and do what you have to do
0: to attain your success. Yeah, I, I love that so much. I uh, I know we were talking before we got on here, you know, just the similar, similar background, right? Similar life experiences and just trying to use the lessons learned through that not to you know keep others per se from going through something like that, but making sure the lessons that you learned don't go to waste and you know don't just aren't all for nothing. And right, right. I just think of you know how many people share a similar story or you know have felt like that donkey at the bottom of the well so many times in their life. What uh, what motivated you to take that step to be the person to be the uh, the speaker the the dynamic uh, the, 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 motivation that what, what, what brought you to really put on that hat?
1: Check this out, bro. I'm gonna blow your mind with this one. So the house that I lived in was, was, was pretty much almost condemned. I show a picture of it in my presentations, because if you see the picture, if you look at it, you think it's condemned. And I talk about how I lived there. So people, you know, it blows their mind. You know what I'm saying? Now, I say that to you Because one night in that house, Ty, rarely had heat in the winter, I'm under my covers. Mm. I'm like 10 years old. I'm freezing, bro, and I'm crying. And I promised myself at 10 that if I ever had my own kids, my kids would never have to live that life. Ty, let me tell you something. When the road got rough and it got hard, my unborn children, were the ones that pulled me through to the other side. man. Hmm. And now I have a 17 year old and a 13 year old. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. And the beauty about their story is I have a before and after. I got that crazy busted house. Now I live in a beautiful raised ranch. I broke the cycle time. My kids only got one, one, one story. So, you know, I use that as a catalyst and other things that were surrounding me. But to really think about it, the root was the fact that I wanted to make sure that my legacy, what was going to come behind me, didn't have to suffer like I suffered as I grew up.
0: Hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I get the lessons of the suffering without the actual suffering.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah, I like that a lot. Now, I mean, it's, it's definitely the question on some people's minds. How, how do you shake the dirt? Because it's it's I think it's much easier said than done, you know. If, if uh, six farmers are trying to bury you in dirt, you know it's probably much easier to let that let that thing slide and be like, all right, well here we go. But yeah, how how do you shake the dirt? How, how do you how do you take the right step?
1: You know, it's it's finding the proper perspective. Hmm. You know what I'm saying. And 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 when you train yourself to look at opposition as opportunity. Then you get your place, you get yourself to a place that when it comes, I never look at it as as it getting ready to take me over. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? When it comes immediately, I take a stance of a fighter and I think about what am I going to do to use this problem as a catalyst to push me to a place of success. See, what you have to be careful of is is thoughts and things that come at you in that fashion. If you allow them to plant themselves and germinate, they grow. So what I'd like to teach people is when it comes, rather than grabbing it and putting it into the place of an issue, you say immediately, boom, what is this teaching? Hmm. What do I need to learn from this? And then you start to maneuver it from that perspective, rather than taking it into your hole, allowing it to bring you down, and then coming back up. I never allow it to take me or sink me down. Now, what I did in that, in that environment that I grew up in is, is I fresh perspective is I was uh, blessed to be an elite athlete. I used my coaches as my father figures. I used my teammates as my brothers and sisters. And I used the positive accolades that I was getting from being good in the sport as what you would get in a traditional home. So I'm cruising through this craziness, but have the perspective of the fantasy kind of house. And yo, dude, I went through do it. and almost feel like I wasn't
0: even touched. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's th- that word opportunity. It's, it- it's a game changer when you take that problem and replace it with opportunity. Like it's that perspective change, right? Is it's something that's standing in your way to something that can catapult you to a, a new height, to, teach you a new lesson was that a hard you know thing to learn for yourself is you know that word opportunity and trying to find those opportunities through those tough times you know the
1: best way i can explain it is um you know opportunity finding the the silver lining and the opportunity you know what i'm saying um you know when i think about like covid and I and I talk on podcasts about finding a fresh perspective. You know, I, I I I read a book and it talked. It was called The Dream Giver, and it talked about how we were all born to do something in our lives, but we get bullied off the path because it doesn't make enough money. It's not what people think is traditional, and we we abort it and go a separate direction, but. I'm saying this because to use opportunity as, as, as an example, COVID in itself, for many people, they've, they've lost their jobs. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But rather than looking at it as losing your job, you may be the one that read the book or the person in the book. That job may have been just something I was bringing you a paycheck time. Mm-hmm. How beautiful would it be to take this time or look back on this time, get a fresh perspective and use it as an opportunity to do something that's your purpose, something that is fulfilling mm-hmm. and something that will bring you satisfaction. So what I do is is when, when, when to not struggle with opportunity, COVID came, I have went to a branding conference right before COVID, I come home the Branding Conference says you have to be globally known to push your business. Dude, I got on Google. I started Googling podcasts. Boom, here you go. Me and you are on the show. But I've been on over 100 podcasts. So that means that I'm, I'm, I'm being heard uh, uh, all over the world. You know what I'm saying? So I took a, a a situation where people can feel as if it took them out. And I was able to use it as an opportunity to, to to grow my business and to touch lives.
0: Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. And that's, you know, that's something that I've been preaching through this whole thing is just the gratefulness for the struggle, right? And just yeah. the opportunities that COVID does bring of, yeah, those coping mechanisms, they're gone. Those people who you typically surround yourself with can't see them right now. When you're left with those bare bones, what happens? What do you do? And I think it it's just been, uh, not a wanted situation, but some of that i you know, I've been trying to make the most of. And I think, you know, those those roots, that resiliency that can come from the past and those lessons, I think that's built a good foundation for myself. And, you know, I can I can relate to, you know, having those those coaches, those good role models when I was younger to help set that foundation. I know you mentioned, you know, those coaches were, were a big part for yourself. Is Is there anyone in particular who kind of stands out and what they did for you to help you? in setting up that that foundation for yourself
1: you know the beauty of it was or is um especially with social media um it's a compilation bro mm-hmm. and what's sweet about social media is i have teachers that reach out to me and i remember them as my teachers but dude they didn't know my story but they knew there was something different about me. And so when we reconnect on that level, I just got to chill actually saying that because they'll reach out. Yeah, because they'll reach out to me, bro. And I remember sitting in their class and they wouldn't give it to me easy, but they would maneuver and set up the situation where I was able to walk through it with the craziness in my life. So when I started to come out and become an a, a motivational speaker, it, it 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 kind of humbled them to say, you know what, Mike, I didn't know your story, but there was something special about you. And so, you know, when you say one person, you know, I could sit here and probably throw out their names in different places because you know they 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 caught me at the right time. You know what I'm saying? You know, an English teacher, a football coach. You know what I'm saying? Um, and so it's 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 a grouping of people. But it, it, it is my motivation to mentor and bring us, others through because um, they did it unknowingly. Mm-hmm. And so I like to do it to others without them actually stepping forward and verbally saying to me, can you help?
0: Me? Right. Right. And like not even knowing it, but, you know, some people helping to water those seeds, helping to yeah. you know, help those parts you grow. And now you're trying yeah. to do that for other people. And I, I love that. Just maybe quickly walk us through, you know, that process of from others, you know, watering those dreams to you, to yourself being that person. What was that process like? Like, how long did that take? Is there anything, you know, just tell the story. Like what, uh, how'd you get here?
1: Well, you know, what it is, is um, when you, when you endure certain parts of your life, you know, it talks about how it, meaning, you know, I'm a spiritual guy. So what I, what I, what I study a lot is about how, how, what comes out of the fire, Mm -hmm. what comes out of the fire, you know, the diamond when it's pressed and all those different things that are beautiful at the end, but they've had to go through something first Mm -hmm. before they become that, that object. So when you say what happened in the process is the pressing happened And when I look back over my life, you know, a lot of people look for their purpose in life outside. They buy a book, they go to a class, but what they need to understand is that their purpose is within them. Mm -hmm. It's on the inside. So the first place you should look for your purpose in life is what is inside of you. You see what I'm saying? And so being able to reach back inside and see what it is. I was able, not on purpose, to catalog the adversity, and now it gave me the ability to create my future as a, a as a motivational speaker. You know, uh, um, I use what I went through as as therapy. I mean, Ty, think about this. Um, you know, I went to a, a therapist right before I, I got married because I I didn't want to have some of those thought process of my dad and and bring that into my marriage but i'm saying outside of that i hadn't had to go to therapy because dude my job is that i step to a mic i walk into a room and i purge for Mm -hmm. you know to the point where dude when i leave and i get paid I, it's sometimes it's robbery, bro. I'm in my car. Yeah, you know, like like I'm in my car and I'm driving away, man. I never forget I left. So check this out. I tried out for professional football, and I didn't make it. I, I ended up at a D three school. I was D one talent, but I, I hated school, so I had no academics. So imagine I was one of those guys that if I went D one, I probably would have walked out on the stage. So it, it's okay. But I'm saying this because. I have to be careful or I had to be careful at time to look back and wish that I was the pro football player. But I left a group of teenagers and and I touched them and it was deep Mm -hmm. and it was warm, bro. And I'm sitting at the light and I'm not going to lie, I got emotional. So tears welled up in my eyes because I thought back, bro. And I thought back being a professional footballer or feeling what I feel right now at this light, Mm -hmm. dude. That that money doesn't touch it. It doesn't touch it. So, you know, um resiliency and being resilient, you know, that that's my story is 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 I'm transparent. Like, 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 you know, my wife at times gotta kick me under the table because I tell you everything, bro. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because if I can tell you something that I feel you can learn from, I, I disclose it. I disclose it. I'm an open book, bro. I'm an open book. So You know, um, I feel like other people, if they do that as well, um, I call it unpacking. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people walk through this earth, earth, um, feeling bogged down and heavy because they hold on to too much, bro. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I do one to one counseling as well as part of, of, of what I do with my business. And that's my main objective is getting a client and allowing them, listen, when we meet, I'm not trying to, to, to judge, validate or whatever. Yo, listen, take what's in your mind and let's, let's go through
0: it. No, absolutely. We don't really, uh, choose the platform we're given, but making the most of it. Like I said, whether you went professional sports or this way, you would have had a platform and it's, you you make what you can of it. And. I absolutely hear you like these these podcasts are mostly just like counseling sessions for me like I should be paying (laughs) y'all like (laughs) like like thanks for listening to all to everything I go through but I think that's important is you know when when we're open honest authentic not only does it help ourselves it helps others right it it lets them know they're not alone it 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 make it humanizes what we go through and I, I think it's very easy to to feel like you're the only one going through a tough time. You know, but you hit, you hit, bro,
1: you hit a word that, you know, we can make it. The the word of the podcast is authenticity, bro. Oh, Ty. And yo, listen, I live by it, but Mm. it's so bad because dude, if I'm in a room and it's not in there, I go crazy. I can't stand to be about around a person who's not being authentic man. and authentic is not telling all your business. I'm not saying you gotta tell all your business, but if you got, if you have cracks, then don't sit up and act like you you perfect and you don't have anything wrong with you. You know what I'm saying? So when and, and and then sometimes to get a person in a room like that who's acting that way, and then they they've reverted so far to the other side that they're nauseated. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Because now they're not dealing with anything; they're portraying something that's false and you know you know so you know uh you are so correct authenticity is something that is 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 valuable not only for those that you are
0: around but i think it's healthy
1: for you as an individual
2: yeah
0: and that's another thing that you know these covid times brought is it it can illuminate those cracks right, right. and it can change the relationship with those where it's not trying to hide every every flaw every imperfection but Trying to embrace those, trying to understand those, trying to use those to to take that next step, and like I said help you help you guide yourself forward,
2: yes, and yes.
0: It, it's always easier when you have someone in your corner or someone who's been through it like yourself, and I know that you've been uh you know super adamant on just the importance of you know getting in with the youth and, and getting it started, getting that base set when you can be that person for it. How important is the early intervention in all this?
1: Dude, let me tell you something. So check this out. One of my teachings is I feel as if, and I teach this to the teenager um, and the adult, but the teenager, like you're saying, is early intervention is I think that we go through life. I don't think I know that we go through life and we step on landmines time. The landmine doesn't blow us up, but it causes damage. And what we start to do is we start to make decisions based on the damage that the landmine has created rather than what's going on in real time. So what I do is I get a junior or a senior or a sophomore or a freshman in one of my groups, and they start to realize that they're making decisions or something based on what happened to them at the age of eight, age of nine, 10, or whatever the age may be. And once they are able to realize where it happened. It allows them to make better decisions moving forward, but then it starts to make sense to them what they've been through. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes a teenager continues to make the bad decision and they beat themselves over the head. Like, why do I keep doing that? And what we do is in my groups, I allow them to piece together their story so that they're able to, hey, listen, you know what, man? Wow. So so, and check this out. What a teenager was sweet is I tell that donkey story. So what I do to make sure that you don't feel as if you over dis- disclose is you just call it your dirt. You right. just call it your dirt. So when we kicking it around the, the, the room, when they want to present something, they just say, listen, my dirt. And then they go in. And then sometimes you can figure it out just by what they're actually sharing. right?
0: No, but giving them that that opportunity, that forum to be open, honest, authentic, it's, yeah, that's huge. I, I was just thinking about, you know, through football, like through certain opportunities that, you know, yourself and I and many others have had, it's just realizing that not everyone has that same perspective. Not everyone has the same story. Like, you know, you and I, we could be in the middle of a football play, you know, we can get popped. We have those like snot bubbles running down our face, what have you. But, you know, we, we realize, hey, we still got to make a tackle here. But for others, it's that initial hit, you know the snot bubbles are like I'm not gonna be able like i I can't think past that, and sometimes when we are able to share our strengths, share our stories, share our our hurts our 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 hang ups, and let them know they're not alone, let them know that there is a path that's that's so important and I think it's really cool that you've been able to to build this brand to to bring this in a digestible fashion for others um now, I'm assuming that a big part of this program is also just about identity and getting to know yourself. Tell me a little bit more about that and just how important that is in the whole process.
1: You know, what it is is I feel that the more you get to know yourself, then you get to strategize more effectively because your plan is conducive to who you are as a person. So how do I do this is my program is a four day program two days piece, and it's totally interactive. So my activities are based on creating dialogue so that the kids evaluate who they are so that they structure the plan consistently. So I'll just give an example of one of the activities, if you don't mind, Ty. Absolutely. I do, yeah, I do one of the activities with them and I call it, Who Am I? So imagine you get 10 slips of paper and I want you to write on your 10 slips of paper, uh, 10 qualities about yourself, both positive and negative. And I let them know that no one will see what they write so they can be totally, totally honest. They write down the 10 qualities and characters of themselves. Once they get them written, I have them prioritize it. So they stack them on their hand, least important to most important. Once they get them stacked in the hand, I have them flip them over. And then I read through a script each one of the qualities. At the end of each quality, I have them crumble it up, tie, and drop it on the floor in front of them. Once I finish all 10 slips, I have them pick up the ones they want, mm. but leave the ones that they don't want on the floor, bro. Mm. And that's where they start. See, people move so quickly in life, they don't self-reflect and evaluate. I have teenagers when I'm reading through the script, lose it. They just start crying because what happens is we do things in life that we don't hear the echoes, yeah. the echoes of our actions. So when they go through this activity, they start to hear the echoes of the words and they start to realize what is valuable in my life, what do I need to keep in my life, and what do I need to get rid of in my life? Mm. Um, And it, it, it gives them the ability to really turn things around
0: powerful powerful stuff right there i wow that's that's everything where uh where can people go if they want to know more about this program if they want to get in touch with you like where can people turn to here
1: yeah yeah tell them to go to youthvoicescenter.org you know what i'm saying um that's my nonprofit my nonprofit website and you know what's beautiful about if they go there now that i've i've given some some tidbits about it is there's a video on there, bro, and it says Youth in Action. And what it will do, it will take the words that I talked about during this podcast and the video will put it into action, you know what I'm saying, where that they are able to connect it. Your followers will be able to connect it. So youthvoicescenter.org is where they can get to see more about what I actually do with
0: the young people. Got you, got you. And if they're looking for for one on one counseling, if they're looking for anything else, is there anywhere else they can turn to find you? Yes, yes. So I have um my other platform is my motivational speaking. Um, they can go to michaelarterberry.com,
1: dot com. Okay, michaelarterberry.com. dot com. And there they'll find you know more personal information about me. Um, during COVID, I was able to create a a, a virtual um. A virtual program, which I call a 10-day challenge so that they can see that in there. Um, they can get the one-to-one counseling for your listeners, all right, for a limited time. I'm giving out a free copy of my book. I wrote a book called Be Encouraged. So they can go to um, experience.com. And if they go there, they get a free copy of the book, Um, they have to pay for postage, but the book is, book is free. Um, uh, and so they can go to my, my, my personal, that website for that platform. But listen, um, my social media pages, Facebook, Instagram, um, LinkedIn, all those pages are, are, I'm interactive. Mm -hmm. So just like I'm, I'm, I'm open and, you know, so you leave me a comment. You know, whatever you do on those pages, I'm interactive. So, dude, they can find me everywhere. And my, my personality on the podcast is who I am in, in life. So, you meet me today, tomorrow, 10 days from now, this is the mic that you will meet.
0: I love that, man. Y'all got to beat me into that website because I am getting that book today, tell you that much. <laughs> uh, yeah. Mike, I, I truly appreciate you coming on. Uh, before we go, I got a couple of questions that I ask everyone. What's one tip? Just one. What's one tip you have for a satisfying and healthy life?
1: You know, living living conscious. Can I just read one of the pages? I can read it, but I know it by heart. Um, is is um, short term thinkers plant gardens? Long term thinkers plant trees. Eternity minded thinkers plant themselves. <laughs> Long-term thinkers plant themselves in the souls of others. All right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and what I'm saying is we have to live a conscious life. Yeah. You know, we have to live a conscious life. And so, you know, that's, that's the long-term effect of what I would like to pass on to your listeners.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, all we get at these, is these moments, these interactions, these, these opportunities. Right. And I, I think it's uh taking full advantage of those and doing what we can to get out of our own way in some circumstances and to help intervene in other situations I think uh, I think life is beautiful that way and i uh, I love your perspective I love the the work that you're doing here and just the the platform that you've created for others uh, I and mean, anytime I see someone living authentically and just trying to, to spread that and doing what they can to let others know that hey it's not always okay but when you got the right people around you you got the right tools who can stop you Yes, that. sir.
1: Yes, sir. I yep. love thank you. Thank Not you,
0: Ty. Real quick, what's something you're grateful for?
1: What am I grateful for? I am grateful for the air that I get to breathe every morning when I wake up. Before I even put my left, my feet on the ground, Ty, I thank God every morning, bro. Every morning. I mean, soon as soon as my eyes pop open, bro, it's like, thank you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yes. <laughs> it, it's like simultaneous. So, you know, yes, I'm thankful for every day that i put on this earth. And I try my best to soak up every minute of that 24 hours. Mm-hmm.
0: That's a lot better than waking up and going, oh, yeah. so that's hey, that, that's, a, that's a much better way to start the day. But, Mike, I truly appreciate you. Thank you so much for coming on. And uh, I just wish you the best going forward here. Thank you. Thank you,